Hey, you're drinking house coffee. Unfiltered conversations brewed at the intersection of real estate life and coffee shop service. We're Maggie and Rich, local business owners and friends sharing stories and welcoming you to pull up a chair with us. The door's always open. Let us pour you a cup. Hey, what's up, guys? This is TJ from my home studio at 12 a.m. Just finished mixing this next episode. It's a really good one. But uh, there was a lot of bleed in the recording, so a little heads up on that. There might be some wonky stuff here or there, but you know what? Four-star producer. All right? Anyway, enjoy. Um, okay. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was a hot take. <laughs> that was a hot take. Welcome back Subscribe to, to House Patreon Coffee. <laughs> for that exclusive access. Um, all right, that was a good rip-roaring conversation. I'm happy yeah. that we got to chat about that. Me too. And if we start this episode from right before that, then everyone's going to be like, oh no, what I miss? Yeah. You had to be there. You had to be there. You did have to be here. Well, hey, uh, today in the studio, we have our good friend, TJ McMaster. TJ's in the house. Woo! He is... uh, We'll just call him our producer. He's our producer. Audio engineer. Yeah. Audio engineer. Definitely earned that title. He's here (laughs) engineering his own audio for today's episode. He's on a separate recording. Uh, He's got his his own um, handheld microphone. (laughs) Not on purpose, though. He just no. we didn't have a clip for that. And That's then, uh, amateur. And then, um, We're not going to hold it against you. He's got his own no, computer no. running, grabbing that audio. So shout out to TJ. I, Thanks I for no being one here. I can hear it hissing in the background. No. Because I don't, I don't have like a nice fan. Your on mic it. is more sensitive than ours, so maybe. Yeah. But probably not. It's, it's a condenser. Probably Phantom not. Phantom powered. So what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to actually want to just hear from TJ a little bit because we've introduced ourselves as like, uh, you know, what we do in life and when our creative pursuits, uh, I know we can, we know TJ has got a lot going on in his life. He's got, um, a band one, just one band at the moment. No, You have more than one band. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not my band per se. So there's, there's the one that's like my band. Like I, I started it. I manage it. I market for it. I write for it, produce for it, play in it. What's that, that called? Apollo. Apollo. Yeah. Uh, A-P-L-O. We spelt it differently than the traditional spelling of Apollo, like the Greek god, um, god of music, because it's more marketable that way. Um, it's, it's, like, it's like when you condense like a word for like a license plate, you sure. know? And like, like if you look up A-P-L-O, like on like Spotify or something, like... We're on the top of the list. Nice. You know? But if you look like, if you look up Apollo, like le- the regular spelling, you have like all these big names, you know? So, APLO, you heard it here first. APLO. And you have a second? Yeah, yeah, band? yeah. Um, another band that I, I play in, uh, they're called Old Country Landscaping. Oh, okay. I have seen that on Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah. Probably no just something you shared. Yeah. That's um, funny. I didn't no, realize that was. Those guys are great. Um, Genre, unfamiliar. <laughs> uh, I, I could tell you Apollo, we call it like indie soul funk because it, it fuses like a lot of like modern day indie pop rock elements with like 70s, 80s soul funk, city pop, jazz fusion. Totally. Yeah, I love all those. <laughs> but I haven't heard of 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, old country landscaping, it has like elements of jazz and like folk, I, I guess. I, we just make music, man. I don't know. Are they both I, groups from your college? Yes. Like all music. Yep. So you're all music people. Yes. On both sides. Wow, yeah. that's cool. So it's destined to sound good either way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's fun. Sweet. What else you got going on? You're um, turning your engineering into a business? Yes, I am. We're going to talk LLCs soon. Ooh. I just found that text message you asked me to oh, yeah. <laughs> talk, what, talk to you talk you through LLC yeah. formation and I please forgot. That no, was weeks ago. Fine. Well, we can have like an actual conversation on that over pour overs or something. Um, I'm just the resident LLC guru. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Seriously. Hit us up. Right? I got you covered. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you uh, all the things you don't need to pay for. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I know. For sure. I do it for a, a very inexpensively. Yeah, the government sucks to work with. I No, yeah. scams. They're actually the, they're actually the easy ones on this yeah, one. Yeah, the, the yeah, government's actually I, easy. I, it's just copyright stuff. Of... I I've I've been struggling with some copyright stuff lately that I have to upload. But... Oh, okay. Well, that's a different issue yeah, actually. It's a whole not different your guy for that. Beast. Um trademark, whatnot, all that. But yeah, so I I do have plans to start my own business someday. Um I'm starting small at well, the moment. Well, you're in good company. Oh. It's nice having supportive people to sort of build like the business around and like sort of learn from. Uh, I, I feel like the younger brother, you know, like my, my older brother, like biologically, yeah, like my actual older brother. Um, <laughs> I, He's older than me. You know, I, it's like I, it was nice to like grow up with him, see his mistakes and be like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know, yeah. that I, I sort of feel that way with you sometimes, you know, Aww. you know, shucks. Yeah. What people won't know is that TJ's older brother was a freshman when I was a senior in high school. Yes. Um, so Rich is literally... What is Fred? We should also point out that TJ works at Storied, he too. He sure yes. does. That Yes, yes, I yes, yes. Bro. He's a, he's a resident slow spro <laughs> slinger. Resident <laughs> spro slinger. What does that even mean? Espresso. Uh, Drinks. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, like here's your you can coffee, like sling man. A drink down the bar. <laughs> but what a spro is just a short for espresso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. like not my first sprodio. Got it. When I, yeah, you're 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 <laughs> talking to like a non coffee shop yeah. guru, <laughs> and maybe some of our listeners might I, not know what that is. Well, either. listeners might not, but I figured, of all people, you've been around the shop long enough. I got spro written on enough stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've never noticed it once. Bro and tonic. Yeah, Spro and Tonic was a classic. Never ordered it. What else? Never had it. Vanilla cream Sproda. Oh, yeah, the Sproda. The vanilla cream Sproda. For soda, but espresso Um, soda. There was the espresso. Everyone's all Sprada. The the Yes Folk kombucha with an espresso shot in it. Yes, espresso. Yeah. Uh, Didn't that recently come off the menu? Sure did. Yeah. (laughs) So did Spro and Tonic and vanilla cream Sproda. Because nobody ordered it. No one is going to see the word Spro at Storied anymore, except, except where we just get to insert it in conversation yeah um but not because it's a bad word just because we did revamp our menu yeah more profitable so what is it that how did we get to tj being in on this conversation like what was it about we because today what we're talking about conversation yeah today we're talking about principles of hospitality so it would be interesting maybe to rehash for like 30 seconds, like how TJ became a part of that conversation, right? Sure. Um, do you have a recollection? We probably all have a different idea of how that, how that came to be. Yeah, I mean, like how, how behind the scenes are we talking? 
Well, I mean, we were we were having a planning meeting, Pull right? Pull back the curtain. Yeah. And I think it was we were it was just more or less just a planning meeting for like logistics. And then we got talking about like five star experiences because I think that was the episode we were going to be recording, which is was like two episodes ago. Yeah. And we started talking about hospitality, and TJ seemed to have a lot of opinions and a lot I of like a rant. insight, yes. and he went on a rant about <laughs> it. And so we wanted to talk about that today. Yeah. Well, I knew that TJ would have things to say because. Uh, I work with him, and he's been in the hospitality industry. I mean, the food service, but they're so closely linked that they might be one and the same. Um, He's been in food service for a long time. When I, you were working for, you were working the farmer's market when I first met you, right? When you first got hired at Storied, you were still working a farmer's market on the weekends. Yeah. Had you done food service before that? No. Had you done hospitality service before that? I mean, you were kind of young. You're still no, in yeah. high school. No, yeah. So right? I, my first job ever, I was a camp counselor at this theater camp at Shenandoah High School. Um, and after that uh, ended, I was during the school year, and I needed another uh, another job. And I was talking to my dear friend Joey Titus, um, and I was like, "Yo." Uh, well, sorry. Well, he, he, he was telling me about this like job at the farmer's market. I, I think he had to like leave it or something. And uh, he knew I needed a job. So he offered it to me. So I started working for them. It was a, I, I think they're a Jewish bakery. They're called our daily bread. Shout out. They're really great. I love their stuff. Uh, their stuff is sort of ubiquitous in the capital region at various coffee shops yeah. and markets because they do a wholesale yeah. thing. And obviously the farmer's market, they got a good reputation. Yeah, yeah, they're really, really tasty. The the hamantaschen is just amazing. You heard it here first. Yeah. yeah, the croissants, you could put a nice egg sandwich on there. It's great. Um, but yeah, yeah, so after that, uh, I needed more hours because I needed more money because <laughs> I got a car. Um, and I was like, I, I, I came over to the coffee shop um, and I, I knew, I knew not to ask you if you were hiring that notoriously. <laughs> I, I had trained him well. <laughs> you were like, don't never ask if I'm hiring. No one should ever ask if I'm hiring. So I was like, got it. Why I not? Because we were never hiring. Yeah. And I was especially not hiring off the spot. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I genuinely not, was not planning on being hired by you. So I, this was I, 2019. Well, yes. This was pre COVID. This was. Our first year of business. Yeah. Um, no, it was 2020. Yeah. It was post-COVID. Right? No, I think Son I remember TJ before COVID. Were you there before COVID? No, it was definitely after COVID. Yeah, you been, was. You were coming around story forever. Yeah. Okay. And that's how yeah. I got, had gotten to know you. Right. But right. you, we had because I only, going into COVID, I only had, I had three staff. You yeah. weren't one of them. And uh, we let them all go at the time. Yeah. And then when they came back, the shop got super busy over the summer because, like, after the brunt of that first wave, yeah. um, everyone was like out in force, especially in the summer. You could, you know, people were just out and around, and Storied was going crazy. And um, I had my staff back through the summer, but then by fall, I'm not sure what happened. It was like it was. I guess it was maybe busy in the fall too. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, and was, I was saying it was post COVID, like everyone was looking to do literally anything they could. Yeah. You know? Right. And I'm just saying how it, how it was that you showed up on my doorstep. Yeah. And um, I think I had literally just been talking to Christine. I was like, what on earth are we going to do? We're like getting busy and whatever. Yeah. And then I was just, I had been kind of thinking about that for a while because while I don't hire, I do get interest from people. And so, um, I don't know if you had asked in the past. No, because I, I, I that was a sure. no, no word. I don't know. Well, anyway, so I just remember one, one evening you came in the shop and I think I had just been talking to Christine and yeah. I literally was like, you looking for a job? <laughs> I yeah, forget yeah, yeah. how so I said it, but I. What, what happened was I walked in and I, I needed a job and I, I was thinking of being inspired across the street actually. And I, I was, I was looking for anything at that point. I was yeah. like, I, I just need money. So I was like, yo, do you, do you know if she's like hiring across the street? And you were all like, I don't know, but we are. <laughs> and, there you have it. Yeah. The right place at the right time. No, it's literally the right place at the right time. It was reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah, that's how Good I, for that's you, my hiring TJ. process. Yeah, yeah. Manipulation for the win. And here he is still, um, <laughs> still with us. Yeah. One of our longest running, rolling. I guess, at this point. Yeah. Right? I did Kristen. Kristen was hired just before you. Yeah, like like mere weeks before me. Yeah. Like one so, or two. Man. Hiring spree. Yeah. Wow. Um, um, Kristen still technically works for us. In fact, she just covered you when you were away last weekend. Bless. And, uh, um, although she's, she's currently not working like a lot with us just because of our unavailable, like we don't have a lot of hours available. TJ's back for the summer. He's got, we're giving him the bare minimum right now. Um, he's covering some mid. Midday. Some morning, early afternoon shifts, just that food period. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's. That's how that went down. And then cool. it's just been super cool to watch you grow as a as a person off to college and but even as storied like growing in your especially coffee. Like I'm not sure there's anyone more passionate about coffee and pour overs <laughs> ad story than <laughs> yes. you. Yes. Um I the chemistry is just so fascinating to me and creating something. Yeah. Is just so wonderful. Like each latte is like my baby. Yeah. And I, I need to cherish it, you know, I think as such. You were one of the first to really get into the latte art. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, because I, I like I, we all like know latte well, art and can kind of do different like I can do yeah. pretty basic stuff, but TJ was the one to really kind of invest some time in in learning learning that process. Well, I, I'm I'm naturally a very artistic person. I, I really resonate no. with like the whole coffee people thing. Like you had the coffee people mags yeah. in the shop for a bit where it was it it, shout out. it uh yeah, shout out. Um it was it, it basically says like people who make coffee are just so naturally artistic. You know, like I, I've rarely personally even me, like I go into coffee shops all the time. I've rarely met a barista that doesn't do much in like the arts, you know, uh, visual arts, music, film, photography, like you name it, like they do something, you know, or, or, or at the very least they care about it and, and they're invested in it. You know, it's the people that consume it too. Like I, just the other day, I, I met some really rad people at the shop and was just talking to them about my music, about their photography and their art and everything like that, you know? Um, but yeah, and it's another thing is my work ethic. My my dad would always tell me, I don't care what you do with your life. You should just be good at it. You nice. know, be good at what you do. So I was like, 
I'm a barista now. I'm going to be the best flipping barista on the Ave. Um, so I wanted to get in the latte area making good pour overs. Cool. Cool. There you have it. What you heard it here first, there was as a Rich rough, says. There was a rough period there where Maggie was um, kind of ragging on you a bit at the shop. I felt. I was wondering <laughs> if you were going to bring that I up. Wanna, oh I want to say I felt bad because it was kind of funny, but um, yeah. it was all in good fun. It was all in good it fun. Was. And I, I think you took it that way. I cried a little bit. <laughs> Is this the time now that we're all here? No, we, to, like, we can like bend. Do we need to bring it out there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, no. <laughs> I, to be honest, like, I didn't realize how young you were. Oh, really? Yeah, I really didn't. I, I really, I was, and then, like, once I realized, I was like, oh, man, I'm really giving him a hard time. I should, like, step back a little bit and not, and not, like, be so, I'm not mean, but I just feel like <laughs> it was more, it, it really wasn't good fun. Like, and that's yeah, yeah. usually, you know, how, like, for me, if if I'm like poking fun at you, yeah. then like I feel like I have a like more of a friendship with you, yeah. like than like a stranger. No, I, and I felt like yeah. that that rapport I, I get was that. was instantly made. Oh, yeah. when we first met. Yeah, I, that that that's how it was growing because up because of how friendly you were. Yeah, and I and I, I was the youngest in my family. Everyone would always make me the butt end of their jokes. So like I don't really take stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's all just humor to me yeah for context you know? i was i was just be like oh just blame tj yeah, yeah. i just would like blame anything wrong at the shop i would anything. just be like it's tj's fault yeah, like totally. oh shucks well and now here we all here are here we are <laughs> and i haven't messed a drink up since mm-hmm. oh man i served maggie um a tuna sandwich instead of chicken one time Rip. <laughs> what happened? total accident i'm not sure i pulled a tj yeah i was like oh did tj make this <laughs> Um, good times, good times. All right, so here's a question. Yeah. Now, without defining principles of hospitalities, principles of hospitality, which I want to do. First, I'm going to ask you this question. <laughs> How? So you talked about your work ethic and you talked about what you were saying, kind of why, what got you invested in your job as story? What got you yeah. to go deeper with your 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 just quote unquote job as a as a barista, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people can look at that as um, a pretty basic, pretty easy thing to to do to like get a little money. But but then I'm I'm more like, how can baristas actually level up and consider themselves professional? And what what makes professional coffee preparation like a thing? And that's really where Storied wants to live. So yeah. there's different ways to approach that whole barista career conversation um so that's a little primer for you now the question is how how much would you say that your concept of principles of hospitality factored into or factor into how seriously you take your job um well that's something i developed while i was at storied okay i i sort of I I had opinions on like how to like treat human beings <laughs> I guess like and I also had opinions on how like a business should function like and I also had opinions on how like a business should function you know I have never ever been one for like a corporate environment where I'm not human uh, like I'm a I'm a cog in the machine and the consumers at said business are not cogs either. 
you know, a lot of businesses function and thrive based off of the sole purpose of making the business thrive. But like, I want to create a human experience, like something enjoyable, like a craft, you know? So I, I didn't really know how to put that into words until like you had some like training done with me, like until we had some like philosophic chats on like why we do what we do. Um, I learned part of what I do, you know, from like Cat and Cloud when you had me listen to a couple episodes on stuff like that, you know, and I just, I love people. I love talking to people like the smile on my face that I have while I'm at the chat, uh, the, uh, the shop is natural. You know, yeah. um, it, it's hard sometimes, but like ultimately I, I just want people to enjoy something because life can suck sometimes. So if I can be the, the thing in that day to make it a little better, I've made an impact and that's something I want to do for the rest of my life. Word. That explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> to dope. know TJ is to understand I, he just said. I just care about the human race, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be a firefighter. I'm not going to be the president. But, like, if I can make someone a good cup of coffee and make them a good song that they are like, yo, I like the way this sounds. I'm going to listen to it in the car on the way to work. That's dope. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm cool with that. That's yeah. what I do. Dude, honestly, like, how often is a day ruined by a bad cup of coffee? You know? So this quite is, often. People take that quite for granted. Often. Did and I that's, not just that's my big you a week ago about a one-star experience? You sure did. You sure did. Rip. At Not one, at story. At but. one of. Rip. I, I, I had like a two star experience in my own kitchen this morning. <laughs> Your own kitchen? Were you yeah. the, well, I, were you so, the well, I, 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 I need to learn better how to love myself and treat my own soul like, like I treat other people's. But I, I had a little bit of coffee left that was ground a few days ago because it was just like at the bottom of the grinder. And I was like, I, I need my coffee. Like I need my pour over. I'm going to use it wow. anyway. And my coffee just tastes like old coffee this nice. morning. No well, at least enough. you don't do what I do and like pour a cup of coffee. And then like, if you don't finish it, use it as an iced coffee the next day. I'm, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> say, say it. it. Unfiltered. <laughs> but it's shouting out of business and I don't want to like. Oh, get no, sued. we don't name names here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, Sometimes we do. It's a certain conglomerate oh. local coffee source. Okay. That makes their iced coffee in that way. Okay. Okay. We do have to say, we do have to be careful. Do we have to be careful? See, this is what we were talking about before. Do we, <laughs> I mean, do we, we unfilter wanna, these things? I definitely don't want to like talk poorly about other businesses no yeah i'm cool shouting people out when they're when they do something well, this, this isn't amazing a, you know what that's shouting out this is a corporation true wisdom right there yeah yeah we don't want to we don't want to be defamation. sued for defamation okay yeah and then we'll libel. really have to blame you yeah true you don't not have that kind of capital tj you caused us a multi-million dollar lawsuit uh, we can only survive by tax evasion. Exactly. But yeah. That's, Throwback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, what are some of these principles like? Because yes. someone listening may not necessarily be in a coffee industry. They might be in a different creative field. So right. like how real can estate. we... Like real estate. <laughs> and staging. Or I mean... All sorts of things. No, yeah, Another you're right. Another type of entrepreneur. What are these, what are 
some key factors that we can take away from that can be applied towards these principles of hospitality? Like what is like one of the number one things as a creative person or entrepreneur that somebody should pursue? Well, if that gives you any thoughts, you can answer that. I, but I want to make it even more, I don't know if I want to make it more specific or general. In that, um, like, what are the, and so I was going to say, we all, What's I, think a key we, take I think away? we all have something. Well, I don't know if we're at the takeaways yet, is what I'm saying. I think we're all at a place where we, we all have different thoughts about what, what this, is what, this, this is the question on the table for me right now. What are the principles of hospitality? They're going to be kind of specific to our industry, but they're also going to be somewhat universal, I think. And that's why I'm interested in this question, personally. And I think I'm interested in TJ's take because we share a workspace yeah. and a workplace and a culture. And like we share a lot of common interests and common influences in coffee. Um, we both have experience in music. You're a lot more in that right now than I am. I haven't been in a long time. You got your take from your experience with all kinds of different people in yeah. the, in the, I, deal with a ton I don't know if you call it the supply chain or value chain. Like, I don't know what word to use for that. Referral sources. Um, what I mean is like, so in the coffee supply chain or the value chain, you have like, you have, you have farmers, you have producers, importers, you know, barista, roasters, business owners. Like there's just all these different people in this chain that creates yeah, so like for a, me an it experience. Would be attorneys, I don't know what you call that. Home inspectors, appraisals, yeah, banks, exactly. Lenders, contractors. Is there a name for that? Is that just a val- is that a value chain? Is that like a blanket term um, for something like would, that? No, I don't know. That's a good question. You know what I mean? would just say like I I call them referral partners because they're people that I refer business to and they refer business to me, but um Okay, we don't have to dig in that. The yeah. point is like for all those kinds of people in your industry that you deal with and for all the kinds of people in music that you deal with, like everywhere you go, there's, there's going to be the opportunity for someone to apply and employ some principles of hospitality, like good. We got at some of that in the five-star experience conversation, so I'm not rehashing that. I'm trying to say, what are those things? What are those characteristics? Maybe, maybe I did try to get at that in that conversation. I just don't know if we ever got there. So if I, I am rehashing, got, I don't think that's we got fine. There. But that's what I'm saying right now is like, what are the principles of hospitality that universally we all recognize and we all expect? Your your ropes course experience that you were talking about. Uh, You said you had a story about something. So so hit us with those stories. Okay. So my, I guess, great segue. Recently, I had an experience with um, a contractor and... I was on the buying side of purchasing a house for with one of my clients. And there was something, there was a defect in something in the house and we needed to get quote for this defect. And I, I knew a family business who give a quote for this. And I reached out to the person because I'm friends with them. I said, how much is it going to cost to get a quote for this? Just for your time. Because, you know, contractors, they're just running around giving quotes all the time and not doing work. And they're not getting business. They're just wasting their time. So I set the expectation with my clients that if you're going to get a quote for 
a roof, a foundation, a furnace, a faucet, whatever it is, you're going to pay that contractor for their time and their estimate because that's just, you just have to do that. So what's the cost for this, you know, assessment? They text me back and say X amount. Cool. I pass that information on to my client and I say, it's going to cost you, I'm using random numbers and I'm not sharing the type of businesses because I don't want to like put anybody down. It's all about the principles. Totally. For, for argument's sake, let's say the, we're going to charge you $100 for this estimate. I text that information to my client and they say, okay, our, our person can, can do it for that much too. We'll just go with your recommendation. And mind you, I knew that this um, quote, I knew they were going to get the job. I try very hard to ask, shoot, that's my alarm on my phone. <laughs> Boss. Unfiltered conversation. <laughs> it's funny because her phone is also the video source for our, our episodes. All right. You were saying you try very hard to... I try really hard to match people with contractors that I know the contractor is going to get the job. I don't want to waste anybody's time. We all are here to run our business and make money. So I knew that this contractor would get the job if we got the quote, if we went forward. That being said, the person got back to me and again, the family business said, oh, um, the boss said that because this house is like kind of far away, we're adding an extra, we'll call it, 100 bucks to the estimate for the distance. And so I replied and said, I've already given my client quote the original quote of $100 that, you're, that they're going to you know, be charged. You want me to go back to my client and tell them, no, I'm sorry, now it's going to be $200 for this estimate? There's no way I'm doing that. So, and this is where I feel like the, the principles of hospitality apply. It's because... I'm trying to ask myself, like, where, if, where are we going? Who's got the... Pros- who's, who's hospitable in this situation? Right. So That's like, a cliffhanger. It, the point is, if they got the job, now my client won't be able to trust that their original quote is going to be what it is. Because then they'll be like, well, you first quoted me 100 bucks for this estimate, but then you quoted me 200 bucks. So if you quote me $3,000 to replace this thing, what is it going to be when you actually replace it? Are you going to make it now $4,000? You can't trust them at their word if they can't even do that. So what, what I did in that situation was I went back to the contractor. I said, look, charge them 100 bucks like you said. If you get the job, you get the job. And it was worth that. If you don't get the job, I'll Venmo you the difference because I'm not going to these clients of mine and changing the price on them and making them pay more for an estimate that they've already budgeted in their head for. So I'll meet you at the house. We'll do this. If you get the job, great. If you don't get the job, I'll pay you the difference. And they agreed and they got the job and it worked out and nobody had to like pay extra. And I didn't even want to bring that to my client. I didn't even want to tell them, oh, by the way, now it's this amount. I didn't even tell them that I promised to pay the difference because it didn't matter. Yeah. I didn't want, I wanted to kind of shield them from that because they were just worried about getting this 
yeah. big thing fixed in the house. And um, the contractor came, gave a quote for the thing, and we got an estimate from them. And we used that to reduce the price on the house because it was a major defect. And then after the closing, my clients got money back for this thing, and they were able to pay this contractor to do the work. So everybody won. It was a win-win-win situation. But the point is, like, if you give somebody a quote or you, you, you factor in what you think is going to cost, don't change it after you've given that information because it's very hard to go back because I don't think the customer will trust you yeah. from there mm-hmm. going forward. Okay. We have to mine this. We have to mine this actually for the principles because I'm actually not sure who, where the hospitality comes in. Was it you? Being. What was the contractor being inhospitable, to, up that quote? Were they being hospitable in, agreeing to use say into into agreeing your, to your terms? I think at first they were being inhospitable because they were thinking about the short term. They were thinking, oh, we only service this area. Yeah. So we gave you a price for the quote. We didn't realize that this, this was going to be a 45-minute drive away. So we're going to add on to this quote. They were thinking short term. And that's my point. Like You okay. can't think short term with, with business. You have to think in the long run because... If they did that, they could have lost a customer. They could have been like, fine. My clients could have been like, fine, we'll pay you the $200 for the quote, even though you told us it was going to be $100, but we're not going to hire you to do the job. In that moment, that contractor could have lost. That, like, a, it was a huge opportunity cost. But now, instead, they could have looked at it like, okay, we'll eat that extra 100 bucks." will come give great service to replace this thing. And not only that, we will we'll put our, you know, we'll give them great service. Hopefully they'll hire us. And then we can continue to service this equipment that we're installing. Yeah. You know? But I think if you just if you're just thinking short term, like, oh, I need to get more money for the gas I'm spending to go to your house to get to the get the quote. I think that's very limiting. Instead, they should have thought bigger picture. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's my little rant. No, definitely. Man, I'm actually really thinking through that one. Not to play devil's advocate. <laughs> no, please. Um, Unfiltered. No, I... Uh, because there's a, there's a lot of angles to that one. In one... But this is, this is how I think, though. I'm like, how do... You can kind of see that from all sides, you know, from, to, to, to a degree. And this is always the question. This is why this is a fascinating question for me, principles of hospitality. It's like, how far do you go? How far can you go? And I'm just going to put it out there because I think for me, this is probably the number one like, thing that gets to people. And I think we kind of said this before, but, it's, but I've been reflecting on it and thinking about this. It's, it's exceeding expectations. It's when you go out of your way. It's when you kind of eat it sometimes to make someone else have like an experience on another level. I think that is what hospitality, um, that's when someone really feels like you've been hospitable. It's when 
when they might worry that you've been put out, but you said, never mind that, like I'm taking care of you. That is Mm -hmm. principle of hospitality for me. Um, Somewhere at the around the core of what that means, it's it's that kind of idea, uh, and so in that case, a contractor who says, "Okay, I trust Maggie's judgment here. I'm going to honor what I said before. It seems like a pretty good, pretty sure deal." And then like they come out, and then in that. In in coming out, they're not like bitter that they didn't yep. get their extra money. They're nice, pleasant. They answer all the questions. They're super helpful. And then just like that, they go out of their way. That's really it. Like you go out of your way for someone else. That's hospitality to me. Principle number one: you're you're always going to be going out of your way on behalf of someone else when you're when you're really like laying a good f- framework mm-hmm. groundwork for. Uh, for a, for a hospitable experience. And I have some, I, so I, I would go from there and run with that as far as, um, you know, how you can set up a service experience that reflects that. So that's kind of like how I maybe define the whole concept of hospitality is like going out of your way. Uh, I'm writing this down as I say it. Going out yeah. of your way on behalf of someone else. And and if that's true, and I think it is, then you can actually just ask yourself, okay, how do I do that at home? Is that how it works in my home when someone's over? Is that how it works when I'm at, you know, when I'm, um, and you can even be hospitable as a customer if you think about it. If this is true, you can apply this on the other side of the bar, you know? So, okay, I don't even want to get into all that because I've got a lot to say, obviously. So how does that hit you guys? Am I saying, does that... Yeah, that, that's my point. I work. think you summarized my point. Okay, and that's what I was trying to kind of do is like capture what you were saying because I wasn't totally sure. I think you were being hospitable to your client, to your uh, your buyers, and you were being smart to the, the other contractor. I'm not sure that contractors were... When they came out, were they like, what was, the, was it a good, good service experience? Great, were you there? Great, I was there. Yep, I was there. It was a great experience. And... Um, and I even made sure that they got paid that day of the quote that they said, like we were getting ready to go. I remember like, we were like wrapping things up. They were like, okay, I'll go give you the quote. And then I even, I even, we were just kind of standing there and I'm like, okay, so do you want to do cash or check? Like I just sort of like brought it up because I just, you know, in that moment, like again, and my clients, they didn't know about the discussion about right, right, right. Like for or being more money or whatever. But at the end of the day, I I just think it's like your customer. I feel like shouldn't should be shielded from from those discussions. Like there are definitely certain things that like I choose to tell my clients in the middle of a transaction because I don't want to heighten it. Yeah, you know. But my and business is different than your average. True. Like. Well, I mean, but it's a business. And that's what I was going to say is, to, so how do you decide? How do you know how far to go with that? How does someone else know how far to go with that? And I think we don't have the answers to those questions, actually. Spoiler alert. Well, I, I'm, in my experience, I used to have very knee-jerk reactions. And like, as soon as I would get information about something, Immediately, I would text my client about it. And then that would kind of inflame it. Yeah. And so now what I've learned over my 
years of experience is when I receive negative information or when I get piece of bad news, I kind of wait a little bit and I digest it before passing that news on to my clients because it is really about all about how you frame it. That's smart yeah. leadership. Well, you have to do that problem solving in, yeah. in your head first. You got to go with, with them with the solution. Yeah, if, 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 if they're hiring you as the expert to do all of this work because like, you know, like jobs are just legwork. You know, like, yeah. like, like anything in this world. Like if, if you're going to a coffee shop, you know, you're essentially hiring someone for like eight to nine bucks to make you like this gourmet latte that someone's developed a craft for over the next, like or over the past couple of years, you know, like they're doing the legwork for you in your business. You're doing the legwork. Yeah. Therefore you save them the headaches. You right. do the problem solving, you know? And if, if you immediately tell them like everything that's going wrong, that's going to be a headache for them. Right. Therefore, you're not doing your job. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. My job essentially is to provide solutions for yeah. people. Also, I just learned this really great quote in a continuing ed class that I just took and I kind of want to share it al- along and maybe it could help you and your businesses in the future. And that is be the source not the resource. Whew. And I am, I am definitely, yeah, I'll, and I can remind you it later, be yeah. the source, not the resource. And basically this means point people to the answers. Don't necessarily give them a concrete answer. And mm-hmm. that's what I feel like is my job as a real estate agent is to point them to the answers and resources they can have. Because some of those things... Wow. I don't, I shouldn't be giving people definite answers on like, for example, is this a safe neighborhood? <laughs> I can't say yes or no to that. That, that could be a violation. So I would have yeah. to point them. Well, here's a place where you could look that up. Why don't you contact the local police department and ask about them? Why don't you talk to the, you know, look up the newspaper or look up. There are ways that you can answer those questions for somebody without being the source Yeah. of information. But when you can be the source. Yeah. Wait, did I say that right? Be the, be the resource, not the source. Oh, okay. Um, you said it backwards. And oh, I, I liked it the other way. Okay. Oh, you liked <laughs> it the other way? But I guess... Everything. As long Forget as, everything <laughs> I just said. Restart, restart. As long as you're not going to incur liability, then right. be the source. <laughs> be, the re- be a resource for someone. Don't be the source oh, okay, of the okay. information. That's so Sorry funny, for being confusing. I actually confusing. went with that. I was like, no, no, I like too. that. I, I like, like that. I like this. I, I can I work like with some that. one-liners. I, I also have some one-liners oh, I've been writing down. Dang on topic. it. That's, that's my ADHD brain, like... <laughs> Speaking before I my resonate. brain or all my good, brain being too fast, yeah. That's so funny though, because I I like it both ways. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I can apply it both ways. That's good. You got a story, bro? Uh, dude, yeah. I I got loads of those. All right. Well, I got time for one. Okay. If you guys <laughs> want to two part this, we can. I yeah. um I am on a little time crunch today, but that's fine. how many more minutes do we have left? Um, I can go for another fifteen. Okay. Okay. That would be good. I don't know what length we're at right now. I we're, mean, we're at we're at like around forty minutes. Anyone right now. with us at this point is just along for the ride. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. All right. It's fine. See where we get. Okay. So, uh, I also work at this place called Boundless Adventures down when I'm at school. Um, and they're great there. Love them dearly. Great people. They're a rock um, climbing place. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a 
it's like a ropes climbing place, like like courses and whatnot. I, I wear like this harness and everything, and I'm a monitor essentially. That's like a lifeguard in the trees. Cool. So like if someone like falls and they can't get themselves up, mm-hmm. like I run up there on belay, climb everything. <laughs> yeah, and and I, I have to like belay them down. But that's that's a whole different world for me. I'm not gonna lie. I I it's like sort of unappealing for me. Like I don't really do much climbing. That's like not my forte. But like what's kept me there is the people, you know, and like I, I love my management. They're good people. Like I said, I'm not really one for corporations. So like if I like the people at a job, I'm staying like I'm lucky, you know, especially because I get paid pretty well there. Um, but speaking of getting paid well, um, rarely do we make tips. It's not really like a tip job. But uh, I recall one time I got like a hundred dollar tip um, from this mother because um I was on this course guiding her and her daughter. Her daughter was like seven. That's like the youngest age that we could have had at a time on a course. I took her on the easiest course there is in the entire place. And we were on there for two hours because her daughter, the seven-year-old, was having like a panic attack the entire time. Um, The mom told me that she brought her daughter here to help her overcome her fear of like heights and like like the climbing and like the zip lines and everything like that. And that is difficult because children are fragile. You know, they they have these fears like fear of the dark, spiders, whatnot, and everything. You know, like um, and I was up there with the daughter, like I said, for two hours. It's a sh- really short course, and and she was like crying almost the entire time. Like Yikes. I would have to coax her to get onto an element though. Those are like the obstacles. We we call them elements there. I would have to coax her onto an element and sort of guide her on how to do it and how to do it in a way that's going to save her the least like stress. Like, oh, like like this is how you climb this without it like wobbling all over the place so mm-hmm. you're not gonna freak out. You know, I, I was madly afraid of heights before this job, so I had to figure that stuff out myself too. Um Yeah, so you had a little bit of empathy for her. Yeah, yeah. And and she would be like sobbing, like from the beginning of the element. Well, like like before she even got in the element, like 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 the first steps, like she, she would like try and step on it for like ten or twenty minutes, and then she would finally get on it and like crawl very slowly, and like until like around like the fifty per, uh yeah the, like the fifty percent mark. And no one was like forcing her to do no, this. Like, no, 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 This no. was something it, it, that it she was, was like. It was all encouragement, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and every time I asked her if she wanted to keep going, she was like, "Yeah, I, I want to do this. I'm just terrified." And I was like, that's great. You know, you're, you're doing a good thing for yourself. You know, like you're overcoming your fear. That's crazy. And I personally, like I, I wasn't supposed to be up there for that long. Like my, my team members and my management was like, yo, like you got to get down. Like we need you to do something else. And then the mom, uh, like, like yelled at them atop from the trees and she, uh, cause she was up there climbing with us. And she was like, I'll pay whatever money I have to. Like, I, I, I need this kid helping my daughter. Um, so I, I stayed up there. They were like, all right. Like, like she paid extra money for the guide service. And, um, I stayed up there for the length of the time that we were on that course for. And like around, around like the 50% mark, like I was talking about, uh, she would like start to like stop crying and be like, yo, I'm doing it. And we'd be like, yeah. And we'd be like that for every single element. <laughs> like, like she didn't quite like understand like that. That's how it would always be. Like it would be okay. Um, but yeah, all in all, I, I did not care how long it was going to take. I would have been up there all eight hours of my shift if I had to help this girl, you know, because she is human. 
all, although she's a tiny human at this point in her life, she's still mm-hmm. a human. You know, she might understand. She she might not understand like complex thoughts like we do as adults. But I I understood in that moment in time the um the dire developmental stage that she was in at that moment of her lifetime, and I wanted to give her an experience that she might carry with her through her life. Be like, yo, like this person stayed up there with me for X amount of time and was willing to be there for longer and give me all of his effort to help me with something, you know, like I, I I wrote this down. I I wrote down that humans are people, you know, humans are like the human race biology and everything, but like, we're also people like down to our soul, you know, like we need to treat humans with emotion like like they are people you know so I don't care if it's a seven-year-old that's a person that's a person in their developmental stage like that's like really important you can't you cannot mess them up like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like if 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 you slip at that point in their life they might carry that and have some trauma for sure you know no pressure no pressure no pressure to the parents out there it's hard shout out you know don't worry, Ollie. I got you. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're a great dad. You're good at that. Thanks. Um, but yeah, um, she uh told me at the end of the course, the mother. She she told me uh about how happy she was with the service that I gave and how willing I was to do all of that and more if I had to. And and the daughter was really happy. She didn't want to go in another course after that. The time was up too, but mm-hmm. but she was all like, I am proud of myself. And I was cool. like, I did my job. I I did what I had to do. You know, I I admit I'm not the best at that job sometimes. Like I said, it's not natural for me. I'm not a natural climber. Sometimes my anxiety gets the best of me. Uh, recently, the past year, I had uh, to do a lower, um, which I struggle with a little bit because um, I was getting in my head with my anxiety. And I, uh, I messed up the lower and a supervisor had to come up and help me. Like I said, love the management there. They were really encouraging. They were like, it's okay. Like this happens, but like I was still getting in my head about it, you know? So like, oh, I'm not perfect with that stuff, you know? But like what I can say I'm very proud of is my people skills. Um, and I'm happy I get the chance at times at that job to give people a, a good human experience. Yeah, for sure. Five stars, dude. Five star storytelling too. <laughs> um, man, thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. Uh, I wrote down empathy because Maggie said it, but then I was like, that really captures, I think, the heart of what you're saying. You, it sounded like you were putting yourself in the frame of mind of a seven year old kid. Yeah. You know, like trying to understand where. Yeah. She was coming from with those things. And and uh, and I think that really is, if what I said holds true, going out of your way on behalf of others, I mean, that's just easier when you are thinking about the way another person is feeling yeah. and trying to m- meet them there and accommodate, you know, where they are. Yeah. That's, I think, a principle of hospitality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a, I got a story for you. So I, okay. All right. Shout out to the algorithm. Dude, the algorithm has always (laughs) shown me the best stuff in my life. Um, I found an Instagram feed of, of a, uh, and actually I think I told you guys about this um, because I was just so 
stoked about it. I found this coffee company that showed up as a sponsored post on my feed. They, they had a reel and I clicked it because it was total clickbait. And it was um, is a company called Two Rivers Coffee. Yes. Number two Rivers Coffee. Okay, not like wow. TWO, number two. And so they just had a, they had a really sick like reel that was yep. sponsored. Oh, yeah. And I, I watched that and then I went through and I was, I was scrolling all the way through. And here's what they do, dude. This blew my mind. They, instead of, they just have like a traditional Instagram feed. You know what I mean? Like just post after post. Except that each post, instead of being a boring picture, it's its own reel. Yep. It's a video. Yeah. And so imagine, can I describe these? Um, in one case, they just have uh, like, let's see if I can find it. In one case, there's literally just this video of, of um, I'm showing, I'm showing you guys for those who aren't seeing what's happening right now. Yeah. There's a Chemex in the background. There's a coffee sleeve with the brand stamped on it, and that's all just propped up on top of this like um, bar top kind of thing that you put cups on. Yeah, and there's like pretty lights flickering in the background, but it's like blurred because it's like portrait <laughs> mode kind of vibe, you know. Uh, and and then oh, Whoa. there's good music to it. <laughs> uh, sorry, I tapped that. There's um, music playing to the post as well, which I know you can do that with a regular photo nowadays. But then there, so this one doesn't. Ha- I don't think these words are changing. Are these words changing? No, they're not changing. It's so the words like are stationary. Words static words but on other posts they'll have the words changed out so there's no voiceover there's just like words going through but then everything there's like a vibe they got this old like weather channel thing going on are you taking notes for your own instagram i'm just talking about it all everywhere i go (laughs) he's obsessed um okay right here gift card pretty photo Mm -hmm. words going over the top um it's, it's just a cool vibe. So I'm like, rather than just do boring pictures, there's like life to all of their posts they're going yeah. through, you know? And yeah. then each one has music. And so they, they basically replaced your traditional Instagram feed with reels, but not in the way that people do reels. I really don't know how to describe it. Not in a way of like voiceovers and like dancing, but in just like an ambiance. Yeah. They just do a great job of capturing like the vibe with with these these posts. I did comment on it to my friend. Okay, well, here's what I said. I was like, I will say I've never seen a feed that straight up replaced photos with reels. It's like cooler pictures. It's not like the popular slash trendy reels just to do real. It's like borrowing the familiarity of the photo feed, mm-hmm. but replacing it with something a thousand times more engaging. Mm-hmm. That's how I described it. And I'm obviously still raving about it. So here's what I did, okay? There's, here's where the hospitality comes in. First of all, Shout out to just having a sick. Shout out to the hospitality experience of like just create, just providing an engaging Instagram mm-hmm. feed for some yeah. random coffee shop that yep. you would otherwise look at and just be bored by, you know. Feed. So okay, I messaged them and I was like, "Hi, y'all have the literal sickest feed on Instagram across all genres, and I wish I lived less than a thousand miles away so I could visit." LOL. So I just sent them that message out of the blue from my personal profile, not mm-hmm. my shop profile. Yeah. yeah. Get okay. Here's the response. Hey, thanks, Rich. What's a good shipping address for you? I'll send you some good. I'll send you some good since you reached out. No, are way. you yeah. freaking kidding me, dude? Yeah, 
Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> Why are y'all so good to me? And then that I probably insane. gave them my shipping address. That's that insane. amazing. They, they just right off the rip didn't even so think twice, love. dude. Like, so like, much love. Thanks for reaching out. We'll send you something. You can't come to us. We'll send you something. Yeah. Thanks for noticing what we're doing. Yeah. Are you kidding me? This this is literally the pinnacle mm-hmm. of hospi- hospitable yeah. experience yes. for me. That's I'm going to go story. on Google and give these guys five stars. And I've never even been there, dude. Yes. And now I have a story to tell about that company. And when I go to New Braunfels, Texas, which will probably never happen, mm-hmm. I know where I'm going. I, w- I would rather go it's just It's not them. so far from Austin that if I ever got to Austin, I wouldn't go. Yes. But I mean, that's the point. They just proved that's, my point. Okay. From before, right? Say it again. Like, of giving somebody that that hospitable experience, like right off the rip. Like you're not even... You're not even a customer in. of theirs. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've never in. been there. You're like, just like... You're not even like a prospect. Yeah. And like, how cool is that? And now they're yeah. going to sh- free shout out on a podcast. Exactly. I mean, and <laughs> you're getting, you're getting free free coffee That's stuff the from point. them. Like, like that is so like, take notes. Yes. Like that is so cool. I don't even care if they never do should be something. I'm like, <laughs> fine. I'll just I'll just assume it got like lost in the mail. The, the answer, <laughs> it's, it's like a celebrity, like like the answer alone, like yeah, it it, it tickles the soul this, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, so what I ahead. love about them is is how they're like artists, mm-hmm. like like the way they talk, the the way that they create everything like that. You know, they're they're like we're we're creating this thing in like our own little corner, and we're marketing it really well. You know, grasping for any possible straw strategically to get noticed. Yeah, and that's happening. And and they're like, yes, like you noticed us, like thank you, yeah, like you, you you can't even consume our product, you can't even come up to our store, but the fact that you noticed us and like what we do and like what we make, like that that's all we need, yeah. Like, me me as an artist, like that that's all I need. Like if I if I get like a comment on some TikTok I made with like some vibe, and and someone's like, yo, that's a dope vibe, you know, like I I just made this like ad to advertise my my new song that just came out yesterday with my band, and my my boy Zach. Much love, Zach. I love you. Uh, he texted me. He was like, yo, man, I just want to let you know that, uh, like, that video was hard to not watch. <laughs> like, I, I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to hear the song. And I was like, dude, thank you so much. Like, I struggle so much with social media. Like, it's, it's like a constant <laughs> Me battle. too, and that's probably why like, I love it. I, I don't like social media ultimately, but I know it's necessary to maintain a good business. So the fact that it's it's noticed that I, I, I created something good with, like, yeah with like a, a vibe, you know, that, that resonates with the brand of, of my business. Are we following two rivers on our house coffee? Oh, no, yeah, but I, we should yeah. follow them. And I was just thinking, I just Every, took a screenshot of that text that I read. Okay. That I sent to my friend, maybe I'll send that to them too and just be like, yeah, you're getting all the shout outs. So, yeah, we're, we should follow so them. So that, that is a, a massive W for two rivers. Yeah. So, so much. So the principles at play here, this, this and this is where, I, may, I don't know, I, may, I don't know if we have to part to it. I mean, I enjoy talking with you. So, I mean, maybe just for, just yeah. for that, <laughs> just for that sake. Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of notes. Like yeah. I, I can keep chatting. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I don't want to dive into anything. It's no, I get stuck. that. You got. Well, I was just going to Anything you were going to drop right there. Yeah. So let's summarize because here's what I think I would like to do is, yeah. is have, and this is where I thought this wouldn't, would go, but we just, we had a, a lot more ground. We ended up covering a lot more ground. Um, I would love to talk a little more specifically, maybe take some of these principles. So, so we'll summarize these principles and then we'll, we'll, I'd love to bring them up again. 
don't know if it's next time or, or in just a future episode, but I'd love to talk through these things, these principles, and if there's a couple more to add, and then how we personally want them applied in our businesses. Yeah. And in particular, like our work environments. So with the podcast, how could we do it? Totally. Um, in your real estate business, how could you do it? As storied, how could we do it? And if you want to talk on music, you know, I'd love yeah. to see how we would personally take those things and like see ourselves applying them and almost set a bar that we can be like uh, holding ourselves accountable to actually. Because for me, as storied, I always wanted a hospitable experience. But if I were to say, if I think you've asked me, are you giving that experience to people? I'm usually like, no, yeah. no, I'm not. But I think maybe revisiting that whole concept of maybe this is why I'm on, I'm on this topic is because I just yeah. like, I've really been chewing on the idea of hospitality and I want that in my business at this point. So, and I think, and I'm going to put this out there. I think that we're in a day and age where anyone can do what you do, but they can't give the hospitable experience that the way you can always, or like to the degree you're willing to do it. So coffee shops come and go, but like, hospitability is forever. You. But hospitality is forever. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's going to be true really in anything. And so I, I actually would like to, uh, I would like to continue this one. Can you summarize what you were going to say? Oh, I was at? just going to say something. So I wrote down what are the key principles and I, the two I wrote down were empathy and engagement. The, can you say a word or two on engagement? Engagement in feed is what I actually wrote. But I think so like it's also- So like the Instagram thing I gave you? Yeah, but I also think it's important, like, for for the sake of a coffee shop, like, the engagement, you make a point to remember everybody's name. Engagement and with your guests, with yes, your clients, yes, if you will. Yes. Engagements on another level with yes, your deeper. clients. Okay, love it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, and then what did I say? I kind of had a definition of, like, going out of your way. Empathy, engagement, going out of your way. Cool. Did you have, did you have another one? Nope. Uh, well, I said empathy. Yeah. Um, and and this this is you, you can name the episode. This this is good. All right. <laughs> all right. Are, are you ready for it? Yeah, one liners. One liners. All right. So hospitality is humanity. Semicolon. Humans are people. <laughs> <laughs> Quick bait for sure. <laughs> All right, well, you heard it here that, first. That, that sentence is so loaded with, like, information on how to look at it, you know? You're going to have to listen opinion. to unpack that, all right? Like, you, you just have to really dissect that sentence, like, take, take an English class. I don't know, I like mine better, which was, like, coffee shops are temporary hospitality. Dude, I, I forever am, okay, that's, I am the guest. I don't know which one. You're so, not being very hospitable to me. Because <laughs> part one is one and part two is the other, and we'll just have to fight about which one is I, which. I, right? I, I have a good part uh, two title as well. well get another one? <laughs> yeah, dude. TJ, I, I'm, I'm thinking ahead. Never mind. <laughs> Classic TJ, am I right? Classic. Five stars. I know. Try hospitable to, to the max. What, is he trying to be like the third co-host or something? <laughs> I do. I I've, yeah. I've been wanting to be on a podcast for so long. I have so much to say. It's the yeah. summer of TJ, okay? I, this is the summer I, of TJ. I, I, I'm in my demon era right now. I don't know what that means. That that means screw the world. I'm doing what I want. Oh, okay. There's a word for that? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm happy for you. Well, you. those of you listening, you can do what you want. <laughs> but also, please rate and review our podcast. Yes. Give us five stars and um, send in your feedback, please. We yes. we want to hear back from you, and we want to know what you think. So, 
Shout us out at housecoffeepodcast at gmail.com for a direct email or housecoffeepodcast.com for a speak pipe. Leave us a message or always follow us at housecoffeepodcast <laughs> on Instagram. Yes. Until next time. All right, y'all. Later. Peace.